Women's Health Melbourne is an innovative, holistic fertility and women's health practice. We are world leaders in IVF and egg freezing and provide our patients with every opportunity to achieve their goals. Our hand-picked expert team provides the ultimate care experience for our patients. Reach us at womenshealthmelbourne.com.au and follow us at Women's Health Melbourne and at Dr Rayleigh Alou. Welcome to Knocked Up, the podcast about fertility and women's health. You are joined as always by me, Geordie Morrison, and by Dr. Rayleigh Alou, CREI Fertility Specialist. Welcome back, Raylia. Thank you. Welcome. It's our last episode of the year. I know. I feel like this year has gone by so quickly and we have so much exciting stuff coming up next year at Women's Health Melbourne. It's going to be a great year in 2023 with lots of exciting changes. I just can't wait. Today, we're talking about moving embryos, moving eggs. So this is once you've been through the process of having your eggs frozen or embryos frozen, what happens if you would want to move them? Raylia, why do people sometimes want to move their frozen embryos? Well, there's, there's lots of different reasons that patients might want to move their frozen eggs or frozen embryos. Quite often, particularly with egg freezing, women freeze their eggs for a rainy day and they stay in storage for a long time. And during that time, they might move cities, they might move states, they might even move internationally and want to come back and use their eggs. And sometimes, particularly in the pandemic, it's been really challenging to move people around and we've had rising costs of airfares both in Australia and internationally And it's just tricky. So sometimes the easier thing to coordinate is moving your eggs or embryos to where you are. There's also the option of moving eggs and embryos if the clinic that you were using to cryostore your embryos closes, and that does happen from time to time. Or if your doctor moves to another clinic and you want to follow your doctor to where they're practicing now, Or, for example, if you're not particularly happy with the clinic that you have had treatment in up to this point and you want a fresh start, so you can move your eggs or embryos from one clinic to another. So those are some of the reasons that people might consider moving eggs or embryos. You mentioned moving interstate or overseas. We obviously talk primarily about Victoria in our episodes because that's where we're based. And we know Victoria has some different rules to other jurisdictions. Does this come into play when moving embryos, egg sperm? It can when you're trying to move eggs or embryos into the state of Victoria when they've been made outside of the state of Victoria. And that's because in Victoria we have certain restrictions on how we're allowed to create eggs and embryos, particularly using donor eggs and donor sperm that might not exist in other jurisdictions. So for example, if you live in America and you want an egg donor, you basically can have a commercial egg donor and you can have an anonymous egg donor. And by commercial egg donor, I mean that the clinic charges the patient for the services of acquiring an egg donor and they pay the egg donor a substantial amount of money to donate their eggs. So that's what's known as commercial egg donation. And 
while it's fully legal and practiced in many places around the world, it's not practiced here in Australia and Victoria specifically. And we have also legislation in place in Victoria that says that a sperm or egg donor can't be anonymous. And then look, there's good reasons for that in that it stems from putting the rights of the child at the forefront of any decision and it's been thought that it is in the best interest of the child in an ideal world. It is in the best interests of the child in an ideal world to be able to ultimately one day find out who donated eggs or sperm or an embryo to help create their life. However, not everybody thinks the same way and around the world it is very common to have a commercial egg donor or a commercial sperm donor create embryos um, and help people have babies and there still is a degree of altruism involved in donation at any level whether or not the donor is compensated but if a donor is paid you can't bring the embryo into Victoria and if the donor is anonymous you can't bring eggs sperm or embryos created with those gametes into Victoria. So there are a few restrictions to keep in mind, but if you are staying within Victoria, it's not a difficult process. No. So moving your eggs, sperm or embryos from a clinic to another clinic locally is very easy. It's usually facilitated by experienced scientists from the accepting clinic and also facilitated from the point of view of the the scientific team of the releasing clinic. So there's logistics involved and we usually transport embryos or eggs or sperm that have been frozen. So they are uh, these days on the main part vitrified and they are stored in special tanks in liquid nitrogen that are constantly monitored. And when they are moved, they are moved in special shippers designed for the process that are also temperature monitored, temperature controlled and very safe and very stable. And you can in fact have a frozen egg, sperm or embryo vial in one of the shippers or straws in in the shippers for at least three days without any concern of deterioration. Look, most of the time when people move embryos from one clinic to another in the same city, we're not talking days, we're talking, you know, that it might take at best a couple of hours, yeah, but maybe not minutes, but by the time you get, you know, kind of released from one lab into a transport vehicle and then to the other lab and except in the other lab, we're talking a matter of hours. Most international destinations can be reached, you know, within 24 hours. It's very safe and in my practice and experience, I've helped my patients export and import embryos from many different countries around the world to Australia and from Australia to other international destinations. So it is very safe. So you've sort of touched on there that it only takes a matter of hours. What do the patients need to do if they are wanting to move their gametes? So patients who have undertaken IVF treatment and choose to move either eggs, sperm or embryos often need to approach, in the first instance, the accepting clinic because the doctor that's going to be looking after them moving forward is going to be affiliated or associated with a specific IVF laboratory. 
And usually within that laboratory, there will be a dedicated scientist who will coordinate the acceptance and logistics of transfer of eggs, sperm and embryos. Now that will involve also communicating with the laboratory where the eggs, sperm or embryos are currently stored. And often there's a consent process and also a um, consent documentation process and a request process that needs to be undertaken at that laboratory as well as at the accepting laboratory. So basically there's some paperwork to do and there's the coordination of the logistic elements of the transport itself. So usually at most laboratories there are staff there to help you and usually they'll help coordinate this for you so that you don't have to do too much yourself specifically. And what are the costs involved? The costs of moving embryos will vary with the circumstance of moving embryos. So sometimes when an accepting clinic will send their scientist, for example, to another unit in the same city, there might not be any costs at all from the accepting clinic or the costs might be somewhat taken into account in the next treatment of that patient in the new clinic. But if we are moving embryos internationally, often there are specific courier services involved and a scientist will generally accompany the embryos and it will be logistically coordinated. For example, getting the embryos through customs onto an aeroplane, off an aeroplane. It's not just like they go with the general luggage, so they'll be accompanied by a person. So international courier services um, will have more substantial costs depending on where the embryos are going to and how and what needs to be done to get them to that destination. The best thing to do to find out the costs is to speak to the accepting laboratory. They'll often have contacts uh, that you can call upon with registered and accredited courier companies dedicated to the transport of frozen gametes and frozen embryos and they'll be able to give you a a direct quote depending on what you're asking them to do. There's quite a few different circumstances that you've described where you might be moving your eggs, sperm, embryos. If you know that you're moving overseas, should you move your eggs, let's say your eggs, when you move overseas or do you wait until you're going to use them to move them to be with you? I really think it depends on your individual circumstances. But, you know, I would generally say that it's, if you're happy with where your egg, sperm or embryos are currently stored, it's completely fine to leave them there until you are ready to use them and coordinate transport of your gametes when you need to use them. Um, it's often useful to coordinate the transport with a few months' notice uh, just to make sure that when you want to start treatment, your egg, sperm and embryos are safely tucked away in the new lab and that any logistic hurdles have been navigated successfully. It's extremely safe to move egg, sperm and embryos that are cryopreserved and they are safely transported around the world and between clinics, between cities and within cities on a very regular basis and arrive perfectly stable and safe. Uh, We know that freezing embryos does not to a great degree harm the chance of success of embryo transfer. And in fact, frozen embryo transfers can have the best success rates in some circumstances. And I would say to intending parents that they can be very reassured that transporting their embryos is very safe. And can you ever tell if there's a difference if eggs 
if your eggs have been moved? Well, not really. I mean, what we can document is the stability of the eggs in transit. When we move eggs, they are what they are and frozen eggs are what they are. And often when people have frozen their eggs, you know, your doctor will have said to you, it's not an absolute guarantee that you'll have a baby from frozen eggs. And that's regardless of transporting eggs between clinics. That's just a fact about frozen eggs. So I guess if somebody had a poor outcome and they had moved their eggs, it would be very much human nature to think, well, if I had not moved my eggs, would I have had a different outcome? But the science tells us that the answer is most likely not at all and that the outcomes from using the frozen eggs are are basically revealed at the time that we use them. And the factors involved in those outcomes that are most influential are the age a woman was when she froze the eggs in the first place and the number of eggs that she's frozen. In summary, Raylia, how would you describe the process in terms of the patient experience? I think from a patient's perspective, they've got to decide where they want to have treatment and it has to suit their treatment goals for their future. And sometimes that does involve moving their eggs, sperm or embryos from one clinic to another. I would say that firstly, it's very safe to do. It's not without risk completely. I would say just like when you get in a car, you can have a car accident. When you transport egg, sperm and embryos, it is theoretically possible that something terrible could happen, like a plane could crash or a car could crash. And that would probably be the highest risk event in the transport of embryos. From the science perspective, we have technology to safely move egg, sperm and embryos around. And we are confident that we can do so without causing any compromise to your egg, sperm or embryos. Logistically, there is a way that it has to be done. It has to be coordinated between two laboratories, the accepting laboratory and the laboratory where the egg, sperm or embryos are currently stored. There does have to be an orchestrated manoeuvre, an orchestrated planned transport of those embryos and it can take time logistically to facilitate that. I would say if you want to move your egg, sperm and embryos, particularly if you want to move them internationally, but even if you want to move them locally, uh, allow some time. Plenty of notice just takes the stress out of the situation. And then by the time you want to proceed with clinical treatment, your egg, sperm and embryos will be safely tucked away in their ultimate destination ready for your fertility treatment. Wonderful. Thank you so much. You're very welcome, Geordie. Have a wonderful break. And so look forward to our next season of Knocked Up in 2023. And to all our listeners, you know, I I told you the other day I bought this really cute T-shirt that said, Merry Everything and a Happy Always. So that's the message I'd like to send out to our listeners, no matter what your cultural background or heritage. I hope you have a wonderful, festive and restful holiday period. And we'll see you in 2023. Yes, bring on 2023. To support Knocked Up, leave us a review or recommend to a friend. Join us on Instagram at Knocked Up Podcast and join Raylia at Dr. Raylia Lou. And email us your questions to podcast at womenshealthmelbourne.com.au. Thank you.